Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, and welcome to episode 46. I'm calling this episode, The Beauty of Being an Entrepreneur. I think as you'll listen to this episode, you'll understand why I gave it that name. I hope so anyway. Quick question. Did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Honestly, I didn't. But my guest for this episode, Erica Edwards, did. It was in her bones. She knew at an early age she was going to be a business owner. It was in her DNA. But even with that instinct, that natural tendency, 2020 was not easy for her. I definitely asked her about last year in this episode. Erica reminds us that marketing doesn't have to be complicated. She even gives a great example for how she got started in college. I love that story. I think you will too. And at the very end, I ask her, what are three big takeaways from 2020 that you can take into 2021? Her advice is spot on. And perfectionist, yes, I'm talking to you because Erica talked directly to you as well. You're going to want to hear her pieces of advice. And I actually take her three comments and I give specific examples at the very end, at the outro of this episode, I give specific examples of how we can use her advice in our business starting like right now. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I loved recording with Erica. Here it is. Enjoy. Erica, I am so happy that you are here today. You and I have mutual friends and they have bragged and bragged and bragged about you to me for a while now. And so I did the natural thing. I started stalking you on Instagram and uh, I fell in love with you as well. And what I noticed, you're in the beauty industry and 2020 really packed a punch on the beauty industry. And yet your business survived. I'm going to let you tell the audience here in a few minutes exactly what it is that you do. And so I know that you can offer a ton of wisdom and guidance to my, to me and to my great listeners about grit, about just day-to-day getting through tough restrictions and figuring out how to stay top of mind to your clients. So I'm going to be quiet for a second, Erica. I want you to introduce yourself, your business. Tell us how you came to be here in Huntsville. And then, you know, I've got a couple other questions for you. Hey, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. My name is Erica Edwards. I am the owner of Lash Belt. I provide eyelash extensions and permanent makeup here in downtown Huntsville. I am originally from East St. Louis, Illinois. I came to Huntsville in 2009. I graduated from Alabama A&M. My degree is in communication arts. And the way I got into this beauty industry is I grew up in it. Like I come from an entire family of entrepreneurs. Um, My 
my aunts, my uncles, my brothers, my mom, my dad. I literally grew up in the beauty and barber salon sweeping hair on the floor. And yeah. when I was younger, I said, I want to do hair. I want to do hair. My mom's like, no, you're going to go to college. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to college. And then when, on my, when my mom took me to school, she made me business cards. She gave me a messenger bag full of hair products. And she said, this is how you'll make money when you're in school. And so I made flyers and I slid my flyers underneath every girl's room, um, dorm room. And I got calls and text messages and I started doing hair. And throughout my four years of school, I did hair. Once I graduated, I went into the, work, the workforce and it wasn't really, it wasn't for me. I wasn't happy. And as my family grew, I realized I wanted something that was more flexible. And so I went back to what I knew. I started eyelash extensions. And once it became a point where it made sense for me to work for myself 100%, it became apparent and I've just run with it ever since. Okay, Erica, I love that story. You know <laughs> how I love the flyers that you put those underneath the door. <laughs> she and I talked about that before we hit recorded. I said, Erica, that's brilliant. We as business owners assume that marketing has to be really expensive and it has to be really complex. And as a college student, you just printed off some flyers and just went with it. And I, I think there's so much that we can learn today, even as grown women with our own families and our and businesses. And it's 2021. Marketing doesn't have to be that hard. Mm -hmm. I love that story. And I appreciate you sharing it. I want to go on and rip the band-aid off and let's talk about what was it like to be a lash extension artist in 2020 when you had restrictions out the wazoo of getting close to actual human beings what what was it like it was tough 2020 was very tough because there was so much unknown and as a woman it, it forced me to question what's more, most important. And my family is important, but complete, like being an entrepreneur was very important too. And I didn't want to give up on what I worked so hard on. Like it was so, it was so much. And so Erica, I agree with you that so many people felt the same way that 2020, we, we almost felt like this. I am not going to give in to you 2020 and we yeah. saw we saw people do so many crazy and different things to keep going and so let me just ask you a quick question did you did you have to literally quit doing extensions for a little bit so for about eight or nine weeks when we were shut down I had to completely stop I had to stop working and that gave me so the first week like this is refreshing but then week two comes along and you realize that it doesn't look like this is going to be over anytime soon it caused you to look at all the things that hey what do I need to do to remain relevant and so once I started to narrow down and look at the things that I needed to do I began to create goals I started to create goals I started I believe I ch chimed in with you one time on the Zoom call. Um, that's how I first got my acquaintance with you and Jackie Gill and Gary Ann. I was hungry to learn like how to stay relevant. And I realized that it was branding. I realized that it was 
what information am I putting out into the world? And what other source, what other way can I create an income? And it, it led me to my, my latest venture, which was my um, lash supplies and accessories. And so I, although I've been working with different vendors for about two to three years, it finally pushed me to, okay, you're rebranding. Now it's time to put yourself out there and be bold. Like that was what I had to learn was to be bold. Ooh, girl, I'm writing that down. Be bold. Be that bold. Is, that is so true because when you're pushed into a corner, you can decide I'm just, I'm just going to cow down or I'm going to come out swinging. You obviously decided that you were coming out swinging and you're not the first entrepreneur to say that the time off from work actually allowed you a rest period. It, rest may be not the right word, but it gave you a thinking time, time mm-hmm. that you were not, you were not so busy in the business that you had time to think about the business and for you to decide where it is that you wanted to go. And so you said that you now sell lash supplies and that you would not have taken time to do that had you I would. not been forced to rest in 2020. You also talked about branding and staying relevant how you, you kind of led into my next question. I'm going to dig a little deeper. How did you stay top of mind to your clients that could not see you in those eight weeks? What, what were some of the things that you did? I upped my social media game. Like I hate to, like you would think that social media isn't as important, but it really is because I learned that I have to network. Like, so I began to network with other local girl bosses here in town. I realized like, what am I lacking? And I realized I was lacking content. And I was in in there and what what was what everyone wanted to know? Hey, when are you opening back up? And so I started talking about things that were relevant. I started letting them know like, what's going on? Like, how long will I be closer? This is what you can do to get your lashes off. Or, you know, like, or, look out for my social media for when I'm opening back up and it took time for me to learn how to put myself out there more I learned how to create my own website I thought I would that was the hardest thing ever but it took countless of nights staying up past midnight with my laptop and doing research and writing my descriptions and feeling like trying to gather all the information that I wanted the world to see about Lash Bell so when I was working, I wasn't able to invest that much time into the behind the scenes work. But I feel like all of that, all of the networking and the rebranding, and it helped me to be more credible. That's great. And I want to ask you too, when you talked about rebranding, what was it that you did as a lash extension artist? What were you working to do with that rebrand? What were you wanting to say to your potential clients with that rebranding when my rebranding what I wanted my clients to my potential clients to see what's like what's I wanted them to see that I was different from everyone else I wanted them to see my passion I wanted them to see my cleanliness I wanted them to see my work and so through those things I wanted you to see that my work is great this is a very professional and clean and serene place And I pay attention to a lot of details. And so from my rebranding, I wanted it to be clean. I wanted it to be informative, but I also wanted it to represent me because the one thing that I do learn from a lot of women is, 
oh, I know you're your biggest critic. I know you care. Well, it's okay. I trust you. I want you to trust me. I want you to look at my content and say, I trust her. In my, when I first meet people, the one question I will always ask if they were ever unsure, I would ask him, do you trust me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, actually I do. I read really great reviews. They're like, good, because I, this is what I'm going to do for you. And so that was, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> No, you did. You did answer your question. My, my question. I knew that you had said branding a couple of times. And so I was interested in what was your goal when you when you chose to rebrand? What was it? And so I think that was on point that you were very clear. I wanted them to know that this was a clean place. I am going to be informative. In fact, I was telling Erica based off of her social media at Lash Bell, I said, you come across as an educator. And she got really excited about it because putting on someone's lashes is a very intimate, maybe you're, you're literally dealing with someone's eyes. <laughs> so. I'm holding sharp objects by your eyes that can actually, if I drop it on you, it can actually prick a hole into your skin. They're very sharp. So women at this time during a pandemic were very, it's like the lens is onto everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. And we realized like how much we care about self-care. And although you know, I wasn't considered a essential employee, but self-care is very essential to a lot of people, a lot of women's well-being in their mental state. And so sometimes waking up beautiful and waking up flawless was a goal of a lot of women. And yes. so, and, and that was it. And I knew a lot of people were hurting. If I posted things, they're like, oh my gosh, look at me. Like they would send me memes, like different memes. <laughs> like this is me right now. I can't wait to see you. And, you know, and I love that because you have to think about it. During a pandemic, the only thing that we can see right now are with our mask going is our eye, our eyes, our Reach hair, it. And eyebrows. And so I have to, I do two of those three things. And so eyebrows and eyelashes, I kind of got it kind of became a big deal. <laughs> Preach it. That is such it's a good point. A big deal. That is such a good point because you're right. Our our mouths are covered now and our noses are covered. And so our eyes, in fact, I tell my boys all the time, like smile with your eyes, you know, because I want people to see that we're, that we're smiling to them and not scowling, but self-care is so important, especially in this pandemic, we became very isolated and that can be hard mentally on entrepreneurs, but it can be hard on women. I'm sure men as well, but definitely women, because we are very tough on our, on, on what we look like mm -hmm. and I appreciate how you view your profession, that this is important. Even though I wasn't deemed essential, I am essential to people's mental health. If, if we feel like we look good, we feel good. So, if you feel like you look good, you, you feel good. And overall, you're, you're in a better place because when you wake up and you have masked me now because you know if you don't want to put makeup on and so you have that look like you already have on mascara or even permanent makeup you wake up and your eyebrows are already done it takes off I've heard many people say I save so much money on makeup now I don't have to try as hard my eyes just have that pop or I look younger I've had women cry when I finished their microblading because, you know, like either from thyroids or breast cancer where they've lost the hair and it just doesn't grow back anymore. So I felt essential. I felt important in the feeling you get when someone cries on your table from something that you've done is so rewarding and it makes it 
all worth it because it does it may seem like oh you do eyelashes but to some to a lot of people eyelashes and eyebrows are a big deal I, mean, I I think we're a pretty big deal you know well and you are and that is what when you were talking about your rebranding that is what comes across with your rebranding with your Instagram feed is that I take my profession seriously and my profession is important. And I think that's something that every one of us entrepreneurs can, can walk away from because we get in this mindset of, well, anybody could do this. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody could, could do this. Anybody could write. I'm a copywriter. So anybody could write. Anybody could learn to put extensions on. The problem is, is not everybody's learned to do it. Not everybody's as, pa- as a, is passionate about it like you and I are. So therefore, that makes us the expert. And in a recent podcast, I think it was podcast 44 with Jamie Klaus, she talks about that mindset of being an expert and how you sell yourself as an expert versus just an hourly employee inside your business. And that's what you come across as is an expert I'm an expert at last at lash extension and so kudos to you I have thank another you. question I appreciate that, that a huge <laughs> thank you because like I said people are always watching and I my goal is to come across as someone who cares as someone who's passionate and someone who wants to help you or even if you're a potential client and hey what am I what should I expect at my next appointment yes. Well, hey, for for starters, I'm downtown. You should probably park into the parking garage. You know, don't drive around. With, if you need me, give me a call, you know, or c- come without makeup or this is what you should expect at your appointment. You know, take a, it's okay to take a nap or, you know, there are things that you want to get across to potential clients as well as your current clients. Yes. And so I want to, and then I want to educate. And so I want to reach out to, I want to build a last tribe of women to where, yes, everyone can do it, but can you do it correctly? What's going to make you stand out for the next person? Mm-hmm. And that is the part where that I'm really passionate about because I don't want the name the lash the eyelash extension name to be tarnished by inexperienced or just improperly educated women you know learning this craft because it is very intricate is there's a lot of sanitation that comes with it there's Mm -hmm. a lot of understanding and communication and people skills that you have to have because you have to know your audience and know what your customer is looking for and so I, I don't want to only show you how to do it, but I want to show you how to relate and do what, do what, find your target audience and, and please them at the same time. Like give them the service that they're looking for, not just something that you think they should have, but give them what they're looking for. Oh, that's well said. And I need to also clarify that not only is Erica a lash extension artist, she's also a certifier. She, she has a certification course. Am I correct? Yes. I offer a certification. Yeah. So that's what she means that she's passionate about. Not, not just educating her own customers and clients about what to expect when you come to my, when you come to my table, but if you want to be trained by me, then this is how I'm going to train you to, to reach your audience and speak to your audience. I love your passion. I can get it. I am privileged enough to be on zoom with with Erica. And so I get to see her face too, as well. And she is, she loves what she does. I want to also ask you, Erica, we've talked about 2020. You're in the beauty industry. You're literally, your craft requires you to be 
face to face with somebody as far as what you literally putting extensions on for somebody and working with our eyebrows. What are two or three lessons that you took as a businesswoman from 2020 that you're moving on into using in 2021? So I have a few. My first one is to be bold. And I, when I say be bold is to just go out there and do it. Like it doesn't always have to be perfect because most times I am my biggest critic to someone else. It looks beautiful and gorgeous, but to me, I'm noticing the smudge over here or something, the imperfection, whatever that may be. And I want to stop criticizing myself because I feel like I'm limiting myself. So if I'm not bold, I'm limiting myself and I'm, I'm limiting, limiting the audience seeing it, we're exposing them to what I'm trying to show them. And the other thing is more just trust, trusting my instincts. And when I say trust my instincts, I mean, it's more of a piggyback of be bold. But if you feel like you should do something, do it. If it's for the betterment of the company, like I believe in investing in the company. So when I say trust my instincts, if I feel like I need to take more classes, I'm going to just sign up for it and take the class. What's, what, what harm could it do? Because I want to continue to educate myself. If there is a question I have about marketing or any type of rebranding or something, I'll call someone or reach out or send an email to get the information. I don't want to just sit back and stay, remain uneducated. I want to go out there and go get it. And so it's all about still being bold and even putting all my imperfections out there. Like, even if I mm. think that it's not perfect, still put it out there. It's good enough. Like it's, it's still good enough. You know, it's still good. Enough. It may not be good as where you want it to be, but my I've learned over this year that my audience wants to get to know me. They love my family. They love my craft. They I have a shop pet. They love Kennedy. She comes to work with me all, all, every day. They love my family. They love me. And so they want to see more of my personal life. And so although I am trying to educate on the internet or, or on social media, I'm also trying to walk, bring them into my world so they can feel like they, they're getting to know me a little bit better. And so I don't know if I have three, but my, my main one was to be bold. Like this year, I just want to put it out there and just go with it. Like just trust my instincts. Okay, I did. I listed three here because I take <laughs> notes. My listeners know that I take <laughs> notes all the time. So I do. I have be bold. You said I want to trust my instincts. And you also said put my imperfections out there. And for okay. me, for me, who is a perfectionist, that I, that. You and I both know that that is a fantastic quality, but left unchecked, it's absolutely a debilitating quality. You will just go mm-hmm. nowhere. And so I admire you. We got to put, you, yeah, go ahead. You have to get, I feel like you have to get out of your head. And that's mm-hmm. the, a lot of things like I'm with, let's say with my permanent makeup services, I'm my biggest critic. And so a lot of times if I feel like my angle was off, I won't post the picture. But guess what? My clients want to see that before and after picture. Yes. So just post it. You know what? Maybe my lighting, I'm not a photographer. They understand that this is in my niche and I compare myself to, you know, the big names and everything. It may not be perfect visually. I may not be have this great Nikon or Canon camera, <laughs> yeah, but the camera. I want you to see, I want you to see the quality of my work. Of your work. Well, and I think what I have learned too is that we assume that everybody views that picture or views that copy the words 
exactly the same as we as we view it and that's just mm-hmm. not the truth that is just not people don't go around looking for imperfections like we assume they do yeah. and I agree with you your audience wants to see you the quality of work and I know based off of your social media your quality of work is great whatever whatever pictures you are taking they look just fine girl okay you're being way too hard on yourself keep it thank up okay you, thank you keep posting like crazy <laughs> Okay. So Erica, I know we're running out of time. I want you to tell the audience, first of all, I want to say thank you for being here today. And second of all, I want you to tell the audience where they can find more about Erica and about your business, especially if they're local too. Well, yes, you can find me on Instagram at Lashbell underscore. You can also find me on Facebook at Lashbell you may visit me online at www.lash-bell.com. And if you're local, she is downtown Huntsville, Alabama. So if, she, if you're local, and of course you will set an appointment with her first. But anyway, Erica, I wish you the best. I, Thank you so I'm, much. Yes, I, I'm so thankful that you survived 2020 and that you have come in with, to 2021 with a big smile on your face, with a bold attitude, and I am cheering for you. I'm excited. I'm proud to know you through mutual friends, and now I can officially say we're friends. We've been on a Zoom call together. Yes, we are friends, and I thank you for having me. It meant so much for someone to see me like so it, it matters to be seen and it just it I'm so thankful that you wanted to pick my brain thank you so much <laughs> okay thank you hello it's me Rachel again I loved that talk with Erica she's a natural born entrepreneur and even though I'm not I love talking to people like that I want to do something a little different with the conclusion of this episode. Normally, I choose three takeaways that span the entire episode. But today, I want to use the three pieces of advice that she gave at the end, and I want to give concrete examples of how we can use her advice in our businesses starting like right now. So her first big takeaway from 2020 and that she's taking into 20. 2021, I'll get it out in just a second, is number one, to be bold. I'm going to be very transparent here. When I first reached out to Erica to do this episode with me, she was a little bit hesitant. She said yes. And in fact, in her direct message to me, she said, I am trying in 2021 to do things that scare me a bit. So I'm going to say yes. Of course, I was so excited. I admired her already. But it got me thinking that she is being bold. And I, it also made me think to tell you, there are thousands of podcasts being done right this very moment. And I'm talking podcasts that range from my good friend, Randy Lee. His podcast is called Flippin' Genius, and it's about flipping cars. All the way to this podcast, which is about small business marketing, small business life, to podcasts about Facebook marketing and about getting a product from start all the way to shipping it out to a happy customer. I'm telling you, there's podcasts about everything. So it doesn't matter what your small business is. I guarantee you that you can find some podcasts to be on where there's a happy medium. There's that that sweet spot where you can speak about your expertise 
and your potential customers are most likely listening. And of course, I'm coming from the perspective that you have a service or product to sell. Now, if you're looking to do podcast episodes for public speaking, you may come at choosing podcasts differently. But if you are here to sell a service or product, find that sweet spot between where you can be an expert and where your potential customers are most likely listening. And when you reach out to these podcast hosts, I will tell you that I've had a lot of luck getting guests by talking to them in direct messages on Instagram. That's what's worked for me. I'm sharing that tip with you. Another thing that you can do, however you reach out, may it be via email, Facebook, direct message on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you need to already have in mind two or three topics that you can speak on. Go on and share that when you reach out to them. Tell them how you've enjoyed. Definitely, hang on, let me back up a second. Definitely listen to an episode or two. Read maybe some reviews before you just randomly throw yourself out there to them. And then have a sincere conversation about the episode that you've enjoyed, how you think you would be a good fit. And here's two or three topics that I can speak on that I think your listeners will enjoy. If you receive an invite back, here's another piece of advice. Practice introducing yourself. Most likely your podcast host is going to say, okay, tell me about yourself or tell me how your business got started. Be prepped for that. Practice that before you ever get on that call. You will be amazed at number one, how nervous you are when the record button is hit. And that's where number two, the practicing for some of the things that you know are going to be asked really comes into play because your brain is going to be spinning. But if you've practiced it some, you're ready to go. And that also leads me to another tip. If you do receive an invite, ask them, what are some guiding questions? What are some things that may be talked about? If they said, oh my gosh, I love the topic that you sent, or I love topic number two, I can't wait for us to talk about that, then in your response back when you're setting it up, be sure to ask them, hey, do you have a couple of questions? Once again, that comes down to you being able to practice some. When you get nervous, that practice will really help you get out most of what it is that you wanted to say. So quick recap, Erica challenged herself and now I'm challenging myself and you to number one, be bold in 2021. And a concrete example of being bold is searching out some podcasts that you could be a perfect fit for. Number two thing that she said she learned from 2020 and she's taking to 2021 is to use her, her instincts. Let me say that one more time. To use her instincts to grow her business. I have to be a little leery there because my instincts, my gut reaction a lot of times is fear. And let me clarify what type of fear that is. It's fear of being embarrassed. It's my ego. My instinct sometimes is to shut down, to run away, to never do it again. So I think that for me, using my instincts in 2021 needs to be molded a little bit. There's a couple of things that I need to do in order to use my instincts wisely. Number one, 
I need to sleep on my gut reaction for a night or two. Here's an example. If on Instagram I post something and I get a comment, an ugly comment, or I get something into my direct messages that's ugly and saying how I, how, why would I even speak on that or you don't understand this, my instinct is to shut down and to never go on Instagram again. In that situation, I know that that's, that is not what Erica is talking about. She's like, no, Rachel, that's not what I meant by instinct. And so in some situations, we have to ask ourselves, what is my instinct going on? What is my instinct about right here? In that case, mine is about fear of being embarrassed. It's an ego situation. Because as an entrepreneur, we are stepping on a stage. We are being vulnerable. And so I have to sleep on that a night or two. I'm a believer in Christ, so I'm going to pray about it as well. And I am going to then recognize that I've got to put my big, my big girl panties on and get back on Instagram. I can't let one naysayer keep me from doing my work on Instagram for people who do enjoy what I put out there. So number one, to use our instincts wisely, sleep on it. I'll give you another example of why you need to sleep on it, at least for me. I'm also the queen of riding a high. If something goes really well, all of a sudden I take that one incident, one incident's situation that went really well and I blow it out of proportion. If I had a fantastic Instagram live, then I say to myself, I'm going to do an Instagram live every day for the next 365 days. Okay, my gut reaction or instinct in that situation is not doable. So I will say our instincts are fantastic. They're fantastic. But when it comes to our business, let's sleep on it for a day or two. That's my advice to myself. Another thing that I have to ask myself, is this a decision that I'm making that's moving my business forward? Is this decision that I'm making out of my gut, in my, with my instinct, something that's moving my business forward in my goals for this year? For example, one of my goals this year is to add more clients to my copywriting work. So that's work that I do for businesses. I literally do the writing. I do the market research for them and I do the writing for these businesses. Now, my instinct is to not say that out loud. I'm so scared of not reaching my goal. However, I've got to fight against my natural tendency and say that out loud to you today on this episode. It is moving my business forward. So I'm going to have to move my natural tendency out of the way and say it out loud. Maybe there's something else in your business that you know you need to do that's going to move you forward. But your gut reaction, your fear of being embarrassed, of not living up to that goal has kept you from doing it. The third thing that she challenged herself and I'm challenging myself in you now, is to throw those imperfections out there, get them out there for everybody to see. Okay, I don't mean to scare perfectionists here. I don't mean to scare myself here. But there is something to be said of letting go of our perfect pictures of ourselves. Get your beautiful face out there and our perfect words. There's no such thing as perfect words. 
There's really good words. There's great words. And the only way you're going to get to be a better writer for your business is by actually writing. Of course, you can pay somebody like me. You can pay a professional copywriter to do it. But you know what I'm going to do when we meet together? I'm going to ask you a lot of really hard questions about your business. I'm going to ask you to dig really deep about knowing your ideal customer. And so by answering those questions with me, with a paid copywriter, you are going to come out a better writer for your business. Not to mention, a, a copywriter can't write every single piece of social post that you're going to need. I can write launch emails and, uh, and newsletters that go out a consistent basis, but there's no way that you can pay a copywriter to write every single piece of text that you're going to need. That's going to fall on your shoulders. By writing your imperfect words, you are going to get better and better and better. You're going to get really clear. Quick recap. Erica said she and she's challenging herself and I'm challenging myself and you as a listener. Number one, to be bold. Number two, to trust your instincts. And number three, to put your imperfections out there. I want to challenge you to do those things. I'm excited. This episode filled my cup and I hope it did you as well. I hope that you also are getting really clear on your ideal customer. If you're not, I created a course called Creating Your Ideal Customer Story. You can tell from I ran a couple of minutes ago about what I do as a copywriter. I ask you to dig deep about your ideal customer. That's what this course is about. So if you haven't gotten very clear about who it is that you're writing to in your business, head to my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online courses. You'll find it there. Currently, it's about $20 and it takes you around two hours-ish. It's well worth your time and money because on the flip side, you are going to come out more confident about who it is that cares about your services and products and you are going to be able to write to that person specifically. Okay, until next episode, have a wonderful week. Bye.